This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. I'm hoping you can... Um, there we go. You should be able to hear me now. Good stuff. I don't know why it does that sometimes. My microphone just decides to switch settings and, and change to another one for some strange reason, but hopefully you can hear me loud and clear. Um, but good morning to everybody. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's jump into the chat box and say... Good morning to people joining us. We've got Matt G. Cole, uh, Bran Percy. Uh, I just suppose that's Van Percy after he's had his Bran flakes. Uh, Jose, good morning to you. Anthony, uh, good morning to Guna0411. Son of Ion, good morning. Ion, rather. Uh, Lee, good morning to you. To Olu, to Tulip, uh, to William, to Harvey, to Ian. Hope you're doing good and well, guys. Paul and Trag and Aussie Guna and Bradley and Blackshine. Uh, good morning, all of you. Uh, and we've also had an early super chat come in from Jean uh, Helga Magnuson, one of the best named listeners we've got in our chat box. If I do say so myself, sounds like a an F1 driver. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, keep up your good work. I am starting to think Arteta has an increasingly big pull factor uh, to young, talented, technical players after the progress of last year, and I like it. There's something about hearing the words pull factor, which makes me think of Love Island for some strange reason. But uh, I know exactly what you mean, Jean. And uh, yes, it's interesting, isn't it? How Arteta, despite the fact that we've got a lot of other teams after the players that we want, still able to draw in those players like Gabriel Jesus, etc. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see some even bigger signings between now and the end of the summer transfer window. However, uh, make sure, you ha- if you haven't done so already, of course, to drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. We do these shows every morning at 8 a.m. at UK time to keep you in the loop with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal. I've left a poll in the chat box for you as well today for you to have a go at answering. The question is, do you think Arsenal will get out all of the players who want to leave? We've got Hector Bellerin, Bert Leno, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Pablo Marie, Reese Nelson... Uh, Alex Runison, Nicholas Pepe and Lucas 
Torreira. Do you think all eight of those players will depart between now and the end of the season? Let us know by voting on that poll and we'll revisit that come the end of the news section. Speaking of which, let's crack on with today's stories. We start off with some fantastic news that Arsenal have signed another player. Yes, indeed. Our third of the summer already. Matt Turner joins Marquinhos and Fabio Vieira as signings of Arsenal. Uh, Did a really good interview on the Arsenal website. A lot of nostalgia, a lot of connection to the club. Builds up that, you know, that that affiliation with the fan base that's important for new signings to come in and do. So really looking forward um, to seeing what Turner can bring next season, to see what he can bring regarding Burnt Leno's kind of replacement. Is he going to give us more distribution? I know there's been some questions from some about his distribution. But I, for one, am excited to see what uh, Matt Turner can bring to Arsenal next year in replacing Burnt Leno, who we will have some news shortly about for in just a second. Uh, carrying forwards to William Saliba, Fabrizio Romano, of course, reporting that reports of a possible fourth loan deal are very much wide of the mark and that contract discussions continue onwards. And Arsenal are very hopeful of getting William Saliba to sign a brand new deal with the team. This would be excellent news for Arsenal after so many questions about the Frenchman's future, about whether or not they could indeed convince him to sign a brand new deal, despite the fact he's never played a competitive fixture for the club yet, although that is expected to change this summer. What I love about the William Saliba situation is that it never never has the age-old phrase of like a new signing been more appropriate this season than William Saliba. Despite the fact that Arsenal are being linked with Fabio Vieira and have already brought him in and Matt Turner and Marquinhos and Gabriel Jesus and Rafinha and Lissandro Martinez and Yuri Tielemans, despite all of those seven players that we've been linked to, it's almost like we're adding an eighth signing this summer with William Saliba being brought back to the club. A £30 million defender being integrated into the group. A season too late, maybe, for some. I'm not so sure. I quite like the loan. I think it gave him that step up that he needed and has allowed him to get to a level where he can compete. But I like this, and I like the fact that he might be able to bring us plenty more this summer. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens with William Saliba next season. But contract talks continue to go on. Now, I said Burnt Leno. Now, Burnt Leno is, of course, of interest to Fulham, as we have discussed in the past. Um, but also PSV are now said to be interested in Burnt Leno and are interested in taking Burnt Leno on uh, on a permanent deal in the summer. Uh, PSV, of course, involved in European football. Fulham will hope to use the London kind of attraction to keep hold of him and the, the ability to continue to play in the Premier League and maybe then have him get a better opportunity to compete for a place in the German national side ahead of the World Cup. But there is still no clarity on which side or when an exit from Arsenal might happen for Burnt Leno. So it is expected that he will uh, move on this summer, of course, with Matt Turner coming in. But still at this stage, no sign that that is going to happen. Uh, now, let's move on to the potential ins. And it is said that Gabriel Jesus will fly into London this week. Those that were reported that supposedly he was already in London having a haircut, that is not true. Uh, unfortunately, I can't give you the, the positive news on that, that he was indeed having a haircut. It was an old photo that was reposted very tactfully, I might add. But Gabriel Jesus is not uh, already in London sorting out his deal. The deal is done. Um, it is all agreed and sorted. Um, but it is expected that he will travel into London this week to complete a medical and 
go through all of the signing process and I look forward to seeing the announcement video of Gabriel Jesus as an Arsenal player. That, I'm sure, is going to be a lot of fun. Now, moving on to the next potential in, and Rafinha is drawing interest from not just Arsenal and Spurs and Chelsea and Barcelona, but another team have entered the race. According to reports from up north, You've guessed it. Newcastle United are interested in signing Rafinha this summer. And as we know, they are not short of money by any shape of the imagination. And they are supposedly looking at trying to hijack a potential Arsenal deal for the player. Now, I wrote yesterday that we need to consider possible alternatives if this deal doesn't happen. Because there is a reality in this world that this deal might not happen. And if that doesn't happen, Arsenal need to be prepared. We need to make sure that we've got some alternatives in place. Um, and I wrote about Gakpo and Musa Diaby and Pedro Gonçalves. I hope that Arsenal have the clout to be able to get this Rafinha deal done. There's been whispers from your ITKs across social media that this deal is done. That's not the information that I'm aware of right now, that Rafinha remains undecided about his future. Um, and there is still a little bit of kind of holding out of hope that Barcelona may indeed uh, come in for him. But the latest is, according to some reports, the Newcastle are one of the new sides that have registered an interest in trying to sign him. I doubt, though, that he would make a switch there. It just would not make any sense from a competitive standpoint for Rafinha. Uh, and moving on to our headline story. In just a second, after this is Mano Dembele, one that I've forgotten about, um, there is still talks ongoing between Barcelona and Osmano Dembele um, about a brand new contract. There seems to be a feeling that a contract is more likely now than him departing on a free transfer, which of course would, you would think at least, write off Barcelona from going in for Rafinha. It's not guaranteed, but him signing a new deal being Dembele at Barca, you would think that would have quite the significant impact on their um, kind of motives to then spend upwards of £50 million to bring Rafinha in when they want to sign Robert Lewandowski and Jules Kunde from Sevilla. So uh, I'm not sure how much of an impact that will have, but I would imagine quite a significant one. So let's hope Asmara Dembele does renew his Barcelona contract. And our final headline story, as I meant, is that Arsenal have now officially bid their second amount for Lissandra Martinez. It is thought that the bid is around 40 million euros. This does include um, bonuses. This does include uh, all of the options that be involved. It's still thought that Ajax want 50 million euros for the player, and that's not including bonuses. That's an upfront figure that Ajax supposedly want. They really are being very resistant to the idea of letting go of both Haller and Anthony and Timber and Lissandro Martinez. They don't want to lose too many of their big, big players this summer. And so they're demanding big fees in order to uh, possibly see them leave. But what I look at with this deal is a clear intent, a clear ambition from Arsenal to try and get this deal done. Um, there was even reports saying Arsenal were hopeful that this latest bid would be accepted. I'd be very surprised if it was, um, because I don't know why Ajax have any need to accept it. They've already received money from Haller. You know that they're a very wealthy club that have got plenty of money in from sales in the past. They can pretty much demand almost what they like for their players. What Arsenal, I think, would be hoping for is, is for Martinez to be a little bit more forthright in trying to push through a deal. Clearly, he's open to the move. 
Otherwise, Arsenal wouldn't have made a bid for the player or coming back in for the player to try and agree a deal with Ajax. If they agree a deal with Ajax, I have no doubt in my mind that Alessandro Martinez will move to Arsenal. It is just now about this. Now, we haven't actually heard any reports that that bid was rejected. With the first bid, we heard almost immediately that the bid was rejected. We haven't yet heard that. That's not to say that it's been accepted. It's just that we haven't yet heard anything regarding the bid or the second bid for Alessandro Martinez being rejected. So I suppose we can take that as a slight positive. That means we're probably getting closer. I hope this is something that we can get done. I don't want to get your hopes up and say, yes, I'm very confident that we will sign Martinez because, you know, a lot can change and Arsenal may not want to go to a significant figure that Ajax wants Arsenal to go to. But you could look towards the Ben White deal from last season and say, despite the fact that Brighton kept on rejecting deals, eventually Arsenal stumped up the money and paid what they had to pay to get Ben White. Perhaps we'll see that again with Alessandro Martinez this summer. Um, let's finish off the news there, which means we're going to move to you guys in the chat box. Um, this is obviously where uh, we get to answer as many of your questions as we can. If you haven't already voted on today's poll, make sure that you do uh, and make sure that you've dropped a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Uh, so we'll be doing that after this very short break. Okay, then let's tackle as many of these questions as we can. Let's have a quick check on the poll. I see a lot of people are asking about the uh, the initials. Yeah, I couldn't actually type out all the names in the poll question because it doesn't allow you more than 100 or 200 characters. So sorry for that. But the question is, do you think that Arsenal will get out all of the players who want to leave? Hector Bellerin, um, we've got Bernd Leno, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Pablo Marie. Uh, we've got Reese Nelson, even I'm struggling now. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Nicholas Pepe, Alex Runison, and Lucas Torreira. Will all eight of these players leave before the end of the transfer window? Only 38% of you think yes. Uh, now 39% of you, 61% of you currently saying no. Uh, very interesting indeed that so many of you uh, think we won't manage to get out of those players. I imagine that I'd be interested to know which ones you think aren't going to go. I suppose the, the, the key ones are probably Nicolas Pepe, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, maybe Reese Nelson um, are the ones that probably won't. Um, so let's see. Let's see indeed if these players do end up moving on before the end of the season. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to tackle as many of your questions now as we can. So use the capital Q in the chat box. It helps them to stand out. I'll try and answer as many as I can. Apologies if I do miss your question, though. Uh, and please don't spam as well. That really doesn't help. Uh, Jay says, hi, Tom. If the players we think will leave the club this summer actually go, how much total money do you think we can generate? Okay, let's play this game. One of my least favorite games to play. Hector Bellerin. Where's my pen? I'm going to need to do some maths. Um, Hector Bellerin. We want 10 million euros, so let's call that 8 million pounds. Um, Bert Leno, quite similar. I'd go 8 million pounds. Maitland-Niles, I'd say 5 million pounds. Uh, Pablo Marie, probably similar again, 5 million pounds. Reese Nelson, a year left on his contract. I don't think you're going to get much for him. 5 million pounds. Uh, Nicolas Pepe, 15 to 20. Let's be optimistic and say 20 million pounds. Uh, Alex Runison, 1 million pounds. Uh, Lucas Torreira, uh, we should hopefully be able to get 10 million euros. So you'd think again about 8 million pounds. So off the back of that, you're looking at that and you're going 8, 16, 21, 26, 31, 51, 52, 
60 million pounds. Wow, exactly. So Arsenal could, if that is how things work, and I think I am being a bit optimistic, certainly, in some of those prices. Some of you may think I'm being pessimistic with some of those prices. It's all subjective. But Arsenal could get 60 million quids around that figure if we was to sell all of those players. And you might think that's pretty terrible. And you'd probably be right if we think about how much those players cost us. I mean, if we go through that list again, Hector Bellerin didn't cost us anything, of course. Um, Bert Leno cost us £22 million. Ainsley Maitland-Niles didn't cost us anything. Uh, Pablo Marie cost us about £12 million total uh, with the loan fee and then, you know, the the, the gradual bonuses on top of that. Um, Reese Nelson didn't cost us anything. Uh, Nicholas Pepe cost us £72 million. Alex Runison cost us one5 And Lucas Torreira cost us, again, about £22 million. So in total, that would be 22, 34, 106, 107.5, 129.5. That is a near, just over, it's about a 52% loss, 52.5 maybe, percent loss um, on what we have spent. Um, So, yeah. It's around those. They're, they're all estimates, by the way. They're not the exact fees. I'm going off the top of my head. So, yeah, Arsenal are making around a 52% loss on those players. Now, of those players signed by the current regime, you've got, of course, uh, Pablo Marie and Alex Runison. So two of those players, of which amount to about 10 to 13 million pounds. The rest was, of course, all signed during a previous regime. And this is where I can have a little bit more forgiveness for that 50% drop, because obviously these are players that have depreciated in value that weren't all the best of signings to make. Nicolas Pepe has, of course, been a failure of a signing. Lucas Torreira ultimately didn't work out. Unai Emery wrecked the guy at the end of his tenure, and Arteta just didn't fancy him. And in fairness, you know, to Lucas Torreira, we've sent him on two what I feel is very decent loans. You know, you think about the fact that we complain quite consistently that we devalue players. But I don't think a loan to Atletico Madrid and then a loan to Fiorentina, where he won three Player of the Month awards, devalues Lucas Torreira. Of course, it runs down his contract. We weren't able to sell him. If we had have been able to, I'm sure the club would have done. But there was no offers during those summers for Torreira. Hopefully, there's going to be some offers this summer as well. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 5 million, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, he's only got a year left on his deal and he's had two very poor loan spells. So I don't think Arsenal will be able to command a fee any higher than that, to be fair. Um, Afsar says, don't you think we'll get more than 30 mil this summer? I hope so. Nicolas Pepe is going to be a big part of this. If we sell Nicolas Pepe, that's going to be a big chunk of the money that we make this summer. If we don't sell Nicolas Pepe, then we're going to be in a bit of a struggle. Uh, Max says, uh, if Arteta gets all his desired players, how much pressure is on him to deliver? For me, there's look, the pressure is, to ask about pressure in June, I find a bit odd. You know, my expectation is always going to be, we need to progress. We need to go and push forwards. We need to take that next step, which is qualifying for the Champions League, either through the Europa League or through finishing in the top four. And I'm not going to be sitting after ahead of the Crystal Palace game and adding pressure. You know, I'm going to be going into the season excited. I'm going to be going into the season um, looking forward to what the season brings. I'm not going into the season angry. I'm not going into the season frustrated. I'm not going into the season miserable. 
I'm going into it as an Arsenal fan, looking forward to seeing what happens. I can't wait for football to get back underway. I'm gutted that a World Cup is breaking up the season. That's going to be a painful six weeks unless England win. Um, but I don't expect that to happen while Southgate is here. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Southgate fan, as you, you've probably already surmised. But yeah, I just... I want to I want to be excited going into this season. And you know what? I am excited going into this season. Um, Olu says the 60 million plus wages saved could be upwards. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I said there, we might make 60 million quid around that figure if we sell these players for the amounts that we've estimated, which is never an accurate way of doing anything. But you've also got to think about the wages that we saved. So if we're talking about Hector Bellerin, you know, that's £100,000 per week that we've saved there. If we're talking about Bert Leno, that's another, I think, what, £60,000 per week that we've saved there. Um, I mean, if we go onto the Arsenal spot rack page, it should give us uh, the total payroll for the club on an estimate. Um, yeah, so Nicolas Pepe is on £140,000 per week. Uh, Bert Leno is on £100,000 per week. Wow, he's on a lot more than I actually thought he was. Um, if we go into Hector Bellerin, uh, I don't know if Bellerin is even on this list because obviously he wasn't here last season. He is indeed. He was on £110,000 per week. Uh, if we go to Reese Nelson, uh, how much is Reese Nelson on? Does it even say? It doesn't say. Okay, so we don't know how much Reese Nelson is on according to this list here. If I go back to last season, though, 21-22, it might tell me. Uh, Reese Nelson was on... Base salary, £2.6 million per season. I didn't think I'd have to do this much maths on a show in my life, but apparently that's what we're doing now, divided by 52. 50,000? 50, that can't be right. No way. £2.6 million a year divided by 52. 50 grand a week. That's mental. Why is Reese Nelson on that much money? That's a joke. £50,000 per week, apparently. It's what he's on. Uh, Pablo Marie. Let's have a quick check on Pablo Marie. He's on 4.4. This is going to be, this is going to scare me now, isn't it? 4.4. So a quick check divided by 52. 85,000 pounds per week. This is a joke. I'm sorry. What on earth is going on? Why are all these players on silly 52? Oh, why am I being an idiot? Why? (laughs) <laughs> why, why, why am I dividing my 50? I am dividing my 52 because that's the annual salary. Hold on, I'm not being an idiot. That's the base salary across the year, right? So I divide by 52 to get their weekly wage. I'm not being a fool. Why, why are people saying I'm adding a month? 52. There are, You are adding two months. There's 52 weeks in a year. Surely that's right. Tell me I'm not going mad, chat box. Tell me I'm not going mad. I'm sure I'm doing this correctly. Uh, who's the other one I've missed? Uh, let's go on to our list again of players that we might get rid of. Uh, Reese Nelson, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Okay, how much is Ainsley Maitland-Niles on at Arsenal? Maitland-Niles is on £2.7 million a year, apparently. So that is 51k a week. Okay, 51k for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Then we go to Alex Runison. This is going to be fun. Runison uh, is on two. Are you kidding? Alex Runison is on £38,000 per week. Oh, my goodness. How would the life of being a goalkeeper? Well, not a goalkeeper, just a footballer that doesn't do anything. And you get paid that amount of money. Right, Lucas Torreira, last one. Lucas Torreira, £3.9 million a year. Oh, my goodness. This is a joke. 52. 
£75,000 per week. So, in total, Arsenal are saving 1, 2, 250, 335, 386. Uh, I can't read my own writing now. Uh, that's 140. 386, that's 526. Uh, 556, 564, 574, 584, 589. 589. So £589,000 per week times by 52, £30 million. We got there in the end. So in total, if that's all correct information, how many people are still, wow, 1,300 of you. Fair play for sticking with me. Um, £60 million estimate sale on that money. 30 million pound in per week, uh, per year, sorry, wages saved. 90 million quid could be saved, plus sales, plus wages saved. And people are wondering where our money's coming from. You know, we're paying these players silly money. Such, such silly, silly money. I just don't get why we end up putting Runison on, you know, 40,000 pounds per week. That's a joke. That's a silly amount of money. And then we've got someone like Reese Nelson on 50, Aisley Maitland-Niles on 50, Pablo Marie on 85,000 pounds per week. <sighs> you know, and, and he's a player that was here under Arteta's tenure. Like, we've allowed that money to be put on that player. So, goodness me. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to go all maths on you this morning, but uh, <laughs> we did do that. That's mental. Uh, I am absolutely correct. I thought I was. Yes, 52. Thank you. I appreciate the... Uh, I don't know why people are trying to confuse me, because it's funny. Uh, Sam says, hi, Tom. If you take that 60 million that we could make back, you could also include the amount of the wage bill. So you're looking at around 90 million. Sam, you know, I wish I'd have read your comment earlier. <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of maths. Uh, King says, Pepe's wage is actually the issue. Very few teams in the world can afford it. Even if he halves his wages, only PSG can afford him in France. In Italy, only the top teams, the same with Spain. Can we hope for a Premier League team? It's going to be tricky. Christoph Gautier is, of course, going to PSG. So maybe the former Lille manager... Um, Maybe open to taking it back. I very much doubt it, though. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, Davik says, uh, who so far has had the better window, Arsenal or Spurs? Well, if you're counting Jesus as a deal, which it seems to be that it is, um, I think it would take a ridiculous thing to turn things around. So Jesus, Fabio Vieira, Marquinhos, Turner against Perisic, Basuma, and who else? Have they signed anyone else? Is it just Perisic and Basuma so far? Well, it's obviously Arsenal then, isn't it? <laughs> um, wow. Okay, I didn't realise how bad their window was going. Daniel says, was chatting to a mate yesterday and he wasn't too keen on Rafinha just because of the fact he doesn't seem to like he's 100% wanting to be here. What do you think about this? I've talked about this before. You know, uh, I use the analogy of a restaurant when you go out for a meal and you want certain things on the menu, you know, you're open to eating a lot of things, but you've got your favourites, but the, ref the restaurant tells you they don't have your favourite. Do you leave the restaurant? No. You order your next favourite and you have a great meal and a great time. So it not, you know, it's not the same process just because he's picking or he's going, might be going to Arsenal who weren't necessarily his preference doesn't mean that he's obviously going to not perform to 100%. It's his career. What are you going to do? You're going to play at 90% of your game because you weren't playing for Barcelona. You're 25 years of age. You're signing a five-year contract. No, it's not going to happen. Um, it's just not going to happen. Dan leaves the restaurant. Dan, that's just loser behavior. <laughs> it means that you clearly, you're too stubborn, Dan. You're just too stubborn. You're not Rafinha, is what I'm saying. Uh, Iga says, hi, Tom, if we got all of our targets and they were all a success, what type of business would you look to do with Champions League in 2023? Good question. 
you know, you'd have to look at who's available during that summer. You'd have to look at who's had successful seasons. I, you know, the idea of thinking about transfers in 2023 makes me feel a bit nauseous, Igor. I'm going to be very honest with you. Like doing these shows every single day, focusing on the transfers of 2022. You're asking me to look at transfers of 2023. You know, I, I, I am going to end up doing silly things if you're going to make me do that. So please don't. I can't take it. Doing a transfer show every day is enough. Uh, Icarus says, Tom, question for you. If Partey gets injured this season and Arsenal are not signing a new CDM, can we still make top four? If we sign Lissandro Martinez, we know that he can play in defensive midfield and do it to a high standard. He's done it for Argentina. He's done it for Ajax. So hopefully he can cover. Also, the only way that Laconga becomes ready is by playing Laconga. You know, the only way that you get him to a level that you can perform is by giving him opportunities. So yes, I do think that we can still get top four if Partey suffers an injury, which is, of course, as we know from how he's played and how he's been here, quite likely. Um, TJ Max says, Tom, if a steakhouse has no steak, are you going to stay? Definitely not. I don't think the steakhouse would be open, uh, <laughs> to be fair. The transfer window is always open, TJ. Um, always open to a point, of course, until it closes. That, that was a terrible analogy. Uh, let's go to SKCD, who says, I think uh, you're being a bit unfair on Anthony Metlinaz. I think he's done, um, he has done not in good Arsenal career. I don't really know what you mean. Um, as I think he has done not in good Arsenal career than Nketiah, and that's no disrespect to Nketiah. Um, I'm not, I don't think I'm being unfair. I don't see anyone who's going to pay five million more, more than five million for Ainsley Maitland-Niles, to be honest. I just don't see who's going to pay anything more than that. Uh, Ashwin says, Tom, after completing his medical today, when do you think Jesus would be announced? End of the week, maybe start of next week. Um, you don't hold your breath on it happening like today or tomorrow, but... Uh, yeah, end of the week, start of next week, maybe. Um, we'll have to wait and see. It will happen. Don't worry. Be chill. You know, it's here we go. Uh, we don't need to worry about that uh, at all. Uh, someone said Fabrizio's tweets. Need to look at Fabrizio's tweets. Have a quick check uh, on Fabrizio. Uh, new contacts between Asmara Dembele's agent, Musa Sissoko, and Barcelona will take place today. Asmara wants an improved proposal to extend his contract to Barca, as reported yesterday. Key hours as Dembele will decide his future um and uh gabriel jesus will undergo a medical test today morning he's already in london wow how quickly did that change maybe maybe he will be announced tomorrow uh maybe it'll be announced today i don't know he's in london if he's doing medical tests he's going through the process of all of that stuff so who knows maybe um we'll be able to see that announced sooner than i even thought we might uh, Manu says, how did we pull out of getting Vieira on 30k when Reese Nelson is uh, yeah, we managed to get Vieira onto 25,000 pounds per week, I think it was in the end, and Nelson's on double that. You know, that's an impressive bit of business by Arsenal. You have to say that is very impressive indeed. Uh, and Kanyezi says, Tom, starting to believe that Arsenal are going to receive all their targets. Edu is working overtime. I'm just a little worried about Tillemans. Do you think we will sign him even if we sign Martinez? I think the Tielemans deal is is not dead, but it's just, I just don't have much faith in it happening right now. Arsenal, if they sign a central midfielder, I think it'll be later on in the window. They'll look for opportunities. Uh, they might wait Leicester out, but there will be more interest in Tielemans. You know, other teams will come in for him. Um, let's Let's wait and see. Uh, Dave says, any chance Arsenal sign another striker? I doubt it. Um, you know, the amount of money we're spending on loads of other positions... The expectation of another striker is just not realistic. If we'd have made Champions League football last summer, 
maybe we would have done. But I think the fact that we've renewed Eddie and Ketty's contract probably means they're not going to do that, um, especially if they're going for a wide player as well. Um, so it says, who is Vieira's agent and what a job he's done for his client? I mean, uh, George uh, George Jesus uh, was involved in that deal. So I don't know how much he's helped out Arsenal in that respect. But there was a report saying that he might be end up getting something like 3.5 million euros for that deal. Um, so, yeah, maybe Arsenal have been helped out a little bit uh, on getting him onto a lower wage. Uh, Marcus says, uh, question, so Tom, who are the who are the players who will complete your magnificent seven signings? Well, it looks to be Marquinhos, Turner, well, not Marquinhos, I think it's unfair to include him because he's a youngster, Turner, um, Jesus, uh, Fabio Vieira. I don't know who the other central midfielder is, but maybe another central midfielder. Uh, Rafinha, Lissandro Martinez, and yeah, um, I don't think we're going to get the uh, versatile fullback, it seems, because Martinez can cover that position. So we never needed someone that could play on the left or the right-hand side. Saliba coming back as well is great, great stuff for Arsenal. He's like a brand new signing, if you will. So there is also that uh, involved in things too. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. You've had your half an hour. Thank you so much for all the 1,300 plus of you that have been listening to this morning's show. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please do. Let's have a quick check on the poll before we wrap up. 38% of you Arsenal will get all of those eight players out of the door before the end of the window. 62% of you saying they won't. Still not the most optimistic end of the poll in the world, but there's nearly a 1,000 votes on it, which is pretty darn cool. So thank you so much for the continued support on the channel. As always, I'll be back a little bit later on this afternoon. I'll be doing a show, uh, fingers crossed, with Rambo FYI, uh, who is a, a big Liverpool content creator, talking a bit about Liverpool's project, how they got to the stage where they are and how he feels Arsenal are basically trying to emulate that. Uh, talk a little bit about Darwin Nunez and maybe what we can expect from him against Arsenal this season. So make sure you tune in a little bit later on after uh, this afternoon. There should be a good show regarding that. You can go over to the Arsenal way. They'll be live at 10 a.m. this morning as well. But it's been a genuine pleasure, as it always is, to chat to you. And I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.